Hello, naughty monkeys. You know what? Not only are the folks at AdamBendeve.com sweethearts for sponsoring this episode and therefore helping me get to conferences and such to procure more information and knowledge for your brain spaces, but they're also offering a kick-ass deal to listeners. So it's a four-part sweet deal, but super important. If you go to AdamAndEve.com, shop around, you got to remember to type in sex nerd at checkout to get 50% off almost any item. Free shipping, three free adult DVDs, and an extra super secret special gift. Who knows what it is? And FYI, because I know folks think about this, in terms of packaging and credit card statements, adamandeve.com sends your goodies in plain unmarked packaging. I know that people worry about this, so I just want to make sure. Uh, only their address is on the return label. And on your credit card statement, it will say Adam Mail, Mail M-A-I-L, which is pretty unassuming too. So if you're a shy monkey, no one will know you're doing the grown-up. So, go to adamandeve.com, type in sex nerd at checkout, and get four awesome bonuses. 50% off almost any item, free shipping, three free DVDs, and a super secret gift. That's just awesome. Now entering Nerdist.com. Welcome to the Sex Nerd Sandra Podcast. Whoa, what are these kids doing in here? Hey, if you're under 18, go ask your mom. Now that we're alone, let's start the show. Uh, hi, sex nerds. Uh, Sandra Hello. here. Dave. Hello. Hi. Hello. You know what's going to happen now, Dave? What? I'm going to talk about how we're in your apartment. You? <laughs> you're so bad at this. That was so immediate. We had this whole discussion before about how we weren't going to give away that we were in my apartment. <laughs> but we're in my apartment. I'm naked. She's not. <laughs> she keeps refusing my advances. It's okay. And so I'm like, I fucking live here. I'm going to masturbate. So let's record a show. Hey, I'd watch. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and it would be you really would neutral. It'd be like really encouraging oh, or neutral. Like, look what, look what you're doing there. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Interesting. Hmm, taking notes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'd pull out my iPhone and, you know, be like, okay. And what? Instagram it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it would be really creepy. Yeah. Was, that'd be really creepy. On both sides. <laughs> <laughs> but like if someone were like, hey, want to watch me masturbate? And I knew them and they were a friend. I might go, you know what? If there's no expectations involved, I might do that just to learn, just to learn. Yeah. I would be so shy. I get even like with girls that I'm hooking up with, they're like, can I watch you masturbate? I'm like, I don't know. Oh, has someone told, asked you about that? Oh, yeah. I've done it before. Um, but like actually a fair amount of the girls I've hooked up with have, have asked me to do that. It's like a thing that uh, people want to do. Mm-hmm. Watch other people masturbate. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's awesome. It's so hot in girls. Mm-hmm. It's the best. Well, it depends on how you masturbate as a female. Right. Well, there was that one girl who just kept banging her head against the wall. And I was <laughs> like, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> no, <laughs> she, was, she was mentally handicapped. Look, we don't have to talk about this. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I say that because uh, as a female who masturbates on my stomach... It's not really that, like, it's just not the most attractive. I mean, maybe if you're an ass person, you'd be like, yeah, do that thing. But it's not like the fantasy of, like, on your back, legs Also, doesn't it kind of just sound like, oh, oh, yeah. (laughs) Sometimes. I don't know how women moan. Get back here, Dave. Okay. Um, But anyway. Oh, no, I just got back from Catalyst Con. You visited. Yes, I was there for a couple hours. Thank you for visiting. Thank you for having me. Did you see any um, sex people that you recognized? Yeah, a bunch. Uh, Allison Moon was there um, and others mm-hmm. who I'm so bad with names. Oh, it's okay. Oh, KJ was there. I think he was Yeah, yeah, party. totally. Yeah, yeah from our We polyamory. talked for a while. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. Um, and Megan and uh, Andy Yu was there. Megan Andy Yu from, uh, ooh, what are we, uh, the... The orgasm episode. That was fun. Oh, yeah. She was there. Um, from uh, the last two episodes. What Ooh. was her name? Doctor. Oh, Patty Case. And... Oh, no. She's a nurse. Yes. Right. A nurse, yeah. nurse practitioner. Yes. Yeah. She was there. I talked um, to her right. for a little while. Actually, it was really exciting um, because I was on a panel about taking sex ed from out of the classroom and into the streets. 
and the streets. Yeah, like you know, podcasting. Or uh, Jessica Drake was on the panel, so she did. Oh, yeah, cool. She's doing um because she's with Wicked, and now she's doing a whole line of instructional videos, kind of like Nina Hartley. Oh, cool. And then Doctor uh, Robert Martin Lawrence. No. <laughs> God, Martin Lawrence. <laughs> Dr. Robert Oh, and Morgan Martin Lawrence. Lawrence. Robert <laughs> Martin Lawrence was there. No, from the center of... And so was Gina. <laughs> Who I've been told I look like. You look like Gina from Martin? Yeah. I, I don't see that at all. I dated a guy who was like, wow, you look like the white version of Gina. Um, wow. And I was like, okay. <laughs> this is the story of that time you dated that blind guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, he was nice. Like was him. he? Yeah. Yeah. He has to be. He's fucking blind. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So anyway, uh, we're on this panel and, uh, you know, I'm talking about the podcast and, and what I've done to kind of create this this show. And I've talked about you and then mm-hmm. how, you know, whatever, I'm talking about the fucking, uh, uh-huh. we all know. We're all here right Sex. now. And Patty Kaysen, uh raises her hand to ask a question of the panel. And I wanted to be like, it wasn't toward me, but if it had been, I'd been like, Patty Kaysen, everybody, she's on the show. And like, I wanted to call out all the guests that were in the audience, like, and you, sir, and you, madam. But uh, there was no space really for that, but it was exciting. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, yeah that would have been cool. Uh, no, but it was a really great, um, it was a really great panel. And it was fun really talking, actually, because I talked about you guys, Naughty Monkeys. Talked about all the Naughty Monkeys, like, you know who I'm we sure are. I've seen this. Yeah, it was really fun. Um, but I mean, it was a one-hour panel, and I had like you know because I had right, to share there space a bunch of people with on it. Yeah, but it was my it. first time talking at a conference, and I'm really shy about talking in academic settings. So it was uh, great, to, and people were like tweeting what I'd said, and were like, "Oh my god, what you said was like so profound." Oh, and that's stuff. cool. Yeah, I was like, "Okay, I'm not totally full of shit." Right? <laughs> awesome. Um, so that was nice. Oh, but guess what I learned? What'd you learn? We have like 19 different sexual senses. Who does? Everyone? You do. <laughs> well, you said we. I we. thought it was a specific group that involved you and me and the people listening. Just Filipinos. Only, only Filipinos have 19. <laughs> the rest of you have three. Um, yeah, the two are made up. 19 different sexual senses? Yeah, um, I don't have my notes in front of me, but uh, Dr. Lawrence from the Center of Sex and Culture uh, and his partner, Carol Queen, they were uh, presenting on this. And things that I'd never really thought about, like um, play around, because, you know, we have taste and touch and and sight and all those, but um, acceleration and deceleration, like the sense of, you know, when you're you're, moving through space versus Mm -hmm. staying still. You know that feeling. I mean, besides the fact that we're on a rock hurtling through space, just, you know, don't mind that. Sure. But he's like, he knew, um, they talked about this mistress that they had known who had a rail, like like a track on her ceiling and this like hammock chair. And she would tie her slaves to this chair and like push them across the room really fast. And so then they'd stop really suddenly and she'd spin them around and it's kind of like when you pick up a person, like if you're making out with them, it gets really passionate and then you just throw them on the bed and they kind of go like, oh, you know, and they drop. Sure. That's, that can definitely be an element to how you play with a person, you know, erotically. And I was like, oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. It was really exciting. Like, yeah. That's fascinating about the, um, sexual senses. What are some of the other ones? It's funny. I wouldn't consider that a sense though. I would, I, I wish I could have seen that talk. Because that just seems like kind of a no-brainer to me. Mm. You know, I'd yeah. love to uh, do an interview, like a Skype interview with him for the show, because he, he had some really interesting stuff, and I think it'd be great to to have that conversation. We should totally do that. Yeah. No. Let's do it. It's just more stuff to play with. It's more awareness, you know, and I'm, I'm all for that. Yes. I don't know if I should talk about my personal life right now or read this letter from, from a listener. Let's try to make it both. No. Read the letter from the listener, but inject things that happened in your personal life. Oh, good one. Okay, we'll do that. <laughs> Are we really going to do that? <laughs> and then do I have to guess what, what's part of your personal life? No, I mean, this is all about penises. Also, let's not say his name. What, your personal life is or the letter? Both. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, just so you guys know, we're having Maria Falzoni on the show, uh, the second part of this episode. So we have this amazing, hilarious woman. She's wonderful. Um, talking about her, uh, her show and how she travels around to colleges and educates kids on, uh, on sex, but in the most hilarious, amazing, wise kind of way. So that's coming up in just a little bit. She's great. But first, this letter from a listener. 
Ooh, it's a boy. Do you want to listen? Uh, do you want to read it's it? It's a boy. Sure, I'll read it. It's a boy. Yeah. You want to hold the thing? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, should I read the part where he says a bunch of nice stuff? Sure. Okay. I'll just edit out the nice stuff. <laughs> oh, okay. Before I start, I just want you to know that I really enjoy your podcast and listening to it has been helpful in opening myself up to dating women again and learning how to believe in my, my nerd self. That's awesome. Your work has made me access both the good guy and the rebel aspects of my personality, not just in the dating pool, but my everyday life. So thank you for that. Aww. That's great. You're welcome. That's awesome. Which leads me into the gist of my email. I have never felt sexy. I want to. I'm not utterly destroyed by this feeling, as I'm certain I'll be able to obtain that feeling. I've lost some weight over the past few years. I still have a bunch to go, but that's okay. And I've gained some confidence. Thanks for the she comes first recommendation, by the way. And I'm okay with where I am as a sexual being. Nerd plus Capricorn plus raised Catholic equals kinkster. Hey. Wow. I didn't know that uh, that equation before. Uh, yeah, it's pretty simple math, I think. Right there. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know anything about the Capricorn part, but I'll take your word for it. Me either, but yeah, he sounds like a, an expert. I think just raised Catholic equals kinkster. Uh, and nerd makes you a little bit more awesome. Um, oh, no, the nerd is very important to the kinkster. Oh, oh yeah. yeah? Oh, yeah. I mean, I know nerds are kinks, but I'm just saying, Catholics be fucking, you know what I mean? <laughs> and then they have babies. Um, the hang-up comes with my penis, and not in the way most people would expect. I'm a grower, not a shower, and I'm fine with it. I think I'm of average girth slash length, and again, I'm fine with it. But my erection goes at an angle to the left, not Peroni's angles. Pyrenees? No, Pyrenees is right. Pyrenees, okay. It's a, a situation where your body starts having uh, scar tissue in funny places, and the penis tends to get really angular and, and oh, okay. Curve, a lot of strong curvature. Uh, but my erection goes to the angle of the left, not Pyrenees angles, but nevertheless. Uh, parenthesis, I won't send a dick pic, I promise. <laughs> Thank you, and also, it's okay as long as you warn me first. And therein lies the problem. It seems that this isn't a health or genetic issue, but our society ridicules it. In my more insecure years, I went to a urologist to, in the hopes of fixing it, but didn't have the comfort level to want to follow up. I'm not that bad looking. I'm a performer, music, acting, and comedy, so I can turn on the charm and humor when I need to. But once something looks like it's headed in the right direction, I instinctively pull away, projecting my fear of being rejected due to my curvature. So my question is, what about us bent guys? Is the curve that big of a deal? If so, how do we bring that up? Thanks for being rad. Allons-y. Ah, oh, that's great. <laughs> Signed, person. P.S. No offense, but I'd rather you don't use my name if you choose this note. Sorry, person. Oh, I already said. His first uh, name is person. Uh, Damn it. Um, no, it's not a big deal. Oh, man. My dick is bent. My dick be bent, man. And I'm saying this on a podcast, and my face uh, is aligned with it. Wait, so, okay. Uh, like, if uh, straight out between your legs is, you know, north, are we talking, like, it's pointing, you know, Forty-five uh, degrees to the the northwest. Yeah, like or a like little bit seventy degrees. I'm, I'm like I'm like basically str like directly northwest. Okay. Yeah, and it like it start at the base. It starts straight, and then it just bends like like an inch up. Oh, so we've got like a nice curve, you know, like like an architectural. Uh, yeah, yeah, more like a more like a. Like an angle, more okay. like a just bend. It doesn't like a, curve. A boom boom. I mean, I guess it does kind of curve, but if you look at it, you're like, wow, that turns. That that turned left. Like turn left at penis. Okay, and have women? How have women reacted? I have never once ever had anyone ever bring it up. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I would honestly, for one thing, I didn't realize if that's true that it's a stigma in our society. Like uh, that, I had no idea. Yeah, neither did I. I've never heard anyone make fun of that. And I would I would venture a guess that maybe maybe it stuck in his head or in your head, sir, because maybe one or two or four people were making fun of that in middle school or something, and it just stuck with you. I have some stuff like that, but I don't think it's a big deal to most people. No, and like I honestly would bet that most guys have a little, at least a little bit of a bend, because our penises lay against one leg or the other our whole lives while they're growing. And if you wear boxers, they got, you got to choose a direction. Like they, they just has to. And so over time it's going to, 
You know, it's like glass. It's not like it. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea if I think curvature. I'm right. I think has, I'm right. That is not something I've studied. Just makes sense to me. Okay, it's fine. I respect that. I think I'm right. Um, but yeah, seriously, I I totally have those little echoes of something someone said one time, and it just stuck in my brain. And there's that shame feeling of like, oh, this is a thing, but it's just that one jerk. And I've and, and honestly, like, uh, here here is my guess. <clears throat> what would happen if a girl has a reaction to it like if your penis is is really curved like if it's visibly very 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 different than than a regular penis and that would have to be like pretty like turned left or pretty like curved like a scimitar or something you know Mm -hmm. i think that the reaction would probably be because you've already like this girl already likes you uh enough to want to see you naked and have part of you inside of her you know I think if it came up, probably what would happen is the girl would say, whoa, whoa, that's crazy. And then you would have sex. Like, I, and then, especially if your response was like, yeah, it's pretty nuts. Um, yeah, it's really, it comes from you. You need to get comfortable with your, your penis because it's seriously not a big deal. And I mean, also, there are pleasure aspects to that where if you yeah. angle it right, yeah. you're going to hit something nice. So work with it instead of being embarrassed. I mean, I... Uh, it's easier for me to hit a G-spot with a girl on her side. Yeah. Just it. Exactly. Also, there are some guys that I see in porn whose dick is curved up. Mm-hmm. It's in like a, like almost like a half moon. Yeah, it's pretty cool. How do you even do that? That's so nuts. I mean, it's like they they have like a, a shaper that they put it into to get it there so like they can hit all the spots yeah, while in missionary position. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Yeah. I've never been with one of those. Kind of curious. Yeah. You know? Just let's take a moment to think about that. Ah. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, man. Uh, totally understand the insecurity about that and about any part of your body. But but if you can get to a place where you can accept it, I guarantee you that, that uh, it doesn't matter and girls will like it. Um, the only thing I'm concerned with for this question is if you're experiencing pain during intercourse because it's really stuck in that position for any reason, in which case, right. you know, maybe go to the doctor. But it doesn't sound like you're having any discomfort. It sounds like you're just uncomfortable. So breathe it out. Let it go. Um, but in terms of feeling sexy, I don't know. Like the way guys feel sexy, very different than the way women can feel sexy in this culture. Um, Dave? How do you feel about being feeling sexy as a what makes you feel sexy as a guy? Um, oh man, I don't know. I uh, I'm actually going through that right now. I don't really feel I don't really feel desirable or attractive mm-hmm. right now, uh, and that's it, fine. It, it comes weight, and goes. Weight specific? Yeah, I gained some weight, um, and uh, I'm actually yeah like more than I'm used to, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and that that's one. And then another one is is just sort of like luck with women like um the the appearance that women in general like me or not mm-hmm. and if i've had even if i've like gone out even if i'm going out with someone or if i've gone out with a bunch of people recently if if the if i'm not finding what i'm looking for when i'm dating if i'm not attracting the the right the girls that i want to attract intellectually then mm-hmm. then that can Makes you feel like your whole person is not. Desired. Yeah, like uh, exactly. Like, like sure, these girls uh, want me, but but uh, that's not what I'm looking for. And that sounds kind of bad. I realize, but no, I mean, as a female, I mean, there's, and I've definitely had female hetero friends who they're constantly attracting men, but the men that they wouldn't date, there's just a whole you know demographic of men. They're just like they totally want to get with me, but but that's not. not what she's looking for. Right. And then the we're all doing that. that. Yeah. They're looking for just don't really don't pay attention. To. Yeah. And that feels like no one's paying attention to you. Right. Or it's just like, just like the painful irony of it all. Sure. Well, for me, I'm so damn dramatic and emotional that like I, I my brain says no one likes me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then, so it's just like, I don't know. Everything builds on itself. Yeah. So with that, I don't know. I think it's sort of like, I think everything like that takes just getting over a hump, you know, forcing yourself to go out and talk to women that you're attracted to as many as you possibly can. And then you'll, you know, you'll talk to some and then you'll, you'll make out with some Mm -hmm. and hook up with some and and then you'll feel more confident, you know? Yeah. And so dude, 
uh, person. I mean, we already said your name, so you might as well just go with it. Uh, one, uh, get clearly there are parts of your body that you're uncomfortable with. So any sort of body shame is going to uh, directly affect your feeling sure, of yeah. sexiness. Um, so, and, um, uh, Hannah Blank's book, uh, Big Love, whether you're, no matter what size body you are, the book is about feeling comfortable and sexy in the body that you have. So I'd highly recommend you, uh, grabbing that book. Um, and I'm glad you like, she, she comes first. It makes me really happy to hear that. Anyway, person, uh, I really, I wish you luck. Good letter person. Uh huh. Thank you for writing. And, uh, seriously, the whole confidence thing, the fact that you can turn on the charm and you seem to have a performance aspect, Sounds like you might do improv or something like that. Like, that's hot. That's hot. Yeah. Oh, uh, here's one more thing that uh, I wanted to share with. Actually, I was going to say with the male listeners, but mm-hmm. probably everyone. I was hanging out with my friend Julie the other day. Very good friend of mine. It's like not nothing about our relationship has ever been sexual, uh, but we're really, really close. And uh, I was working on her website. And I just pulled up my Google calendar and it was, it's full. It's fucking always full. And, uh, like two or three things to do every single day in this month. And she just looked at it and said, and said, Whoa, full calendar. That's so hot. (laughs) And I was like, what? You're crazy. And she goes, no, being a busy adult is, is hot. And, uh, yes. (laughs) No, no, seriously. Okay. I've dated a lot of males in my life and, and certain levels of, um, ambition, or ability to juggle, you know, plates and you know, just have a life. Plates. And like, the, like Dave, Dave Ross, ladies and gentlemen, totally like organized. Oh, of course, there. But I admire a person who can fucking, you know, just keep his home tidy. That's real. That's life skills, man. <laughs> you have life skills. Uh, I'm working on it. Anyway, um, so. Uh, now I segue to, uh, Maria Falzoni, who, uh, was wonderful enough to sit with us for a little bit uh, during lunch at, at Catalyst Con. Uh, we were huddled around that adorable table of hers. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, thanks for tweeting that pic, by the way. You're welcome. Yeah, that was really sweet. Thanks for having me in her hotel room. Yeah. That sounded weird. <laughs> thanks for having me. The three of us. And then we had sex. You did? The three of us. Oh, remember? Oh, right. The joke that we're doing now. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, enjoy. Uh, this is Sandra reporting from Catalyst Con. Because I get excited. It's like we're here <laughs> on site. Dave's here. The first time he's uh, come to a sex conference. Hello. What's up? We're in a Hilton. That's yeah, very fancy. <laughs> um, I have uh, stolen away our... Uh, Kind of our resident conference comedian now, Maria Falzone. I've like, st- like every time I see you, I'm like, I need to get her on the podcast. So, Maria, thank you for joining us at the uh, Hilton Roundtable here. Oh, you are so welcome, and I'm really excited to be on the show and uh, sitting at this little table. If people could actually just see us, we're around a little um, lamp table. <laughs> I'm going to take a photo of this. I just have to. <laughs> right, right. All, it's very weird also because when we record these remotely, we have this um, terrible, broken, awful <laughs> piece of machinery that you have to put your mouth right up to. So we're sitting around what is ostensibly a tiny podium, three of us, with a microphone being shoved inside of our mouths. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't even know what we're doing. It looks like we're all about to fuck in a really strange way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just like that I get to be the penetrator of the microphone because I get to hold it. So, yeah, ha, 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 ha. Um. <laughs> it's pretty weird. It's pretty weird, Sandra. I just like to shove microphones in people's mouths. That's what gets me off. That's what I do. I'm a podcaster. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah. Dirty, dirty podcaster. I'm a technology fetishist. Yes. Um, but I, I just love – I mean, I know that Sex Rules is your one-woman show, your comedy. Like, tell me – because you go around the country basically turning people on in a brainy, sex-positive kind of way and really releasing a lot of shame and normalizing this thing called sexuality. And you do it with such grace and hilarity. And I just kind of want to hear about what your mission is and what you do around around the country. Okay. Um, well, first of all, thank you for all those – oh, I feel so special. Um, I go to universities and I do this lecture called Sex Rules and it's a performance. And the basis of the lecture is – 
that sex is really great and that sex does rule, but there's some rules you got to follow to get to that place. And really to take the, the you know, the really from the head, like really, how do you think about sex? What do you think about sex? That sex starts in your brain. Like, so how perfect that um, I'm on a show for brainy people. Um, you are. It, yeah. We're really smart here. Yeah. All you guys listening, I know. I know you have thinkers. And my daughter's a nerd, so. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And she is a proud nerd. A nerd. She is. And there's times I'll just look at her and go, you're a nerd, because I know I'm a nerd. How old is she? She's 12. How does she feel? Because I know that part of your sex rules um, show, I mean, because is all about you being an awesome mom to her and teaching her about her vulva. Yeah. How does she feel that yeah. she's made the cut in terms of the story? Well, I was actually on a news program that we, we, we taped, and she's like, oh, my God, Mom, I can't believe you just talked about me. But I think she thinks it's cool. She actually just asked uh, a couple of months ago, what do I say to people when, when they ask me what you do without making it sound like you're a prostitute? <laughs> Oh man! Now I want to know what you do. <laughs> she, your daughter, thinks you're a prostitute. No, um, so she can. So that when she explains it, I don't. People don't walk away thinking I'm a prostitute. Okay. Yeah. So I said, you know what you can say to, to parents, especially, you can tell them that I'm a sexual assault prevention lecturer, and oh. I'm going to tell you what they're going to do. I'll tell you the reaction. They're going to go, "Wow, that's really important." <laughs> And then, she, and so that's what she says. Okay. That's what she says because that's one of the other lectures that I do is all about consent and sexual assault prevention. Wow. Um, yeah. But I just since Dave didn't get to to see you perform last night, I mean, just the bit or just what you say about um, the showerhead. I go. Oh, no, that doesn't go in the lecture. That goes when I talk to parents and I talk to people that are sex positive. Okay. I talk about that. Like actually setting up, if parents were to take on the responsibility of that sex is ple- pleasurable, because usually when we're educating kids, it's about be careful, be careful, be careful. You know, use a condom so you don't get somebody pregnant or you don't get an STI or something like that. Right, but, we don't tell them that. It's and, great. Right, and how can you support that so that they can find it's great? So one of the things that I did was install a shower head. When she was little, so she had her own little shower, and she had a little dinosaur shower head, and she'd be in there for hours, and she'd come out and go, my vulva was really dirty. And I'm like, that's okay. Whatever you need to do to clean your vulva, do it. That is so funny. If I even said vulva, up until 17, I would have been banned from my home. You know what I mean? Well, vulva was my daughter's third word. Really? Really. (laughs) Really? What were her first two words? Mama, dada. What is vulva? No, mama, (laughs) dada. Was mama, dada, vava. And I was so excited. I was like, oh, my God. Oh my God! Did she? um, Did she draw? She like draw her family for her class, and it was like Mama, Dada, me, Volva. No, Uh. no, she like literally couldn't walk yet. It was her third word. She was about uh, nine months old, nine ten months old. That is so crazy. Yeah. Every time I change your diaper. How often do you say vulva? Every time I change your diaper. So you change a kid's diaper three, four times, five times a day. I'd say, Mommy's cleaning your vulva now. This is your vulva. Mama's cleaning that your vulva. That is so cool. You can touch your vulva because she would always touch your vulva. Sure. Mommy's touching your vulva because I have to clean your vulva, but nobody else does. Mm-hmm. And if they do, bite them till they bleed or get an eyeball out. Wow. Okay. So her fourth word was bite, fifth no, bleed. No. Her fourth word. Her, her fourth, fourth word. Fourth word fourth, was fourth. DNA. DNA? <laughs> No, no, you're joking. You're joking. I'm joking. Okay. I'm a sex therapist, and her father is a murderer. Uh, no, you get an eyeball out your DNA. Sure, yeah, sure, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But actually, somebody gave me that joke last night, and I just I'm, that is perfect. Third word DNA. Um, uh, well, my first, the first thing that comes to mind for me, I'm so curious uh, how often you come in contact with um, people who are. Uh, religious in an orthodox way and like don't agree with what you're doing like great question christians and specifically catholics what are their response to you so one of the rules before i go into the rules i go there for everybody if you want to wait till you get married that's great you still need to know how to have sex sure you know because just because you're married doesn't mean you're gonna have great sex and really i'm coming from the place of a commitment that everybody have great sex i'm not going to tell you when to have sex that's your choice and how do you know because what parents will say is oh when you when you love someone 
Well, just because you love someone doesn't mean you're ready to have sex. People sure. who love each other do a whole lot of other shit. Sure. So the things I say is, can you have sex with the lights on and the sheets off? Because most people have sex in the dark groping for stuff. And it's like, oh, oh, it's a knee. Yeah. You know, and can you look at your partner and tell them what you want, when you want it, why you <laughs> want it, and how you want it? Because great sex has to do with communication. You have to be able to know yourself, then be able to communicate what it is that you want. Sure. Put Where are your, your boundaries? Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Take my nipple gently and being able to show that. Yeah. So, and you know, I have kids come up to me afterwards and say that are Christians that say I'm Christian and I want to say thank you I I feel better that I'm going to wait because I know that's what's going to work for me or I have people who come see me two years in a row and say I'm Muslim I was a virgin last year I'm a virgin this year and I feel really good about that I feel good about my choice so it's your choice I'm never ever going to say because sex is personal but most of the time we don't we don't look at it that way right there's this huge should around sex. There really is. Yeah. Yeah. And should doesn't work in any context. Or should or shouldn't, and it's neither. Exactly. Right. Or I need to. Or so I have to. I have to. Right. Oh, I shouldn't. I shouldn't right. do this. Yeah, exactly. This is bad. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And you. Great question. Wait. And you talk to so not just college students, but you also talk to groups of parents, like PTA uh, groups, or um, not yet. That is a goal to talk to to PTA. But I have been um, asked to. Um, speak to mothers of multiples or moms groups and stuff like that. So I've spoken to a couple of them and then just anybody I can. So my, my really my hope is I, I started a not-for-profit foundation called ifcshe.org and I have a campaign, um, Speak to Me, so that I can speak up. And I'm asking people to post what they wish their parents had told them about sex. And then I'm going to have parents post what they wish they had told their kids about sex if they weren't so afraid of getting it wrong or not doing it right or all that stuff. So really getting that dialogue going. I would be interested to hear what parents wish they hadn't told their kids about <laughs> sex. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know what those things would be. Right. Um, I, 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 the only reason I'm not doing that is because I don't want to have it in a negative – I don't want to frame it negatively any sure. way that I can. Sure. So, But you can get you know, what I had – what I wish I had told you in a way that hopefully that does come out. Right. But it's amazing what happens when you start talking to parents and you get really present to their fear – and it's really fear that stops them from talking to their kids. I can imagine. I can't even I, – I mean I'm – whenever it is that I have kids, I'm going to need to go to uh, lectures and, and conferences and classes like this. Because I mean the idea of – honestly, the idea of having a kid and knowing that any sentence you say might affect them for the rest of their life, that's terrifying. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so I don't even know. Well, okay, like what are the basics? Like what – how what do you what would you suggest as a way to breach the topic? With? Okay. There isn't you don't even have to. They'll do it all. They'll do all of it. If you create the space and the context and your listening is there. So she knew she had a vulva, she touched her vulva, you know, kids kids just find it. Sure. So, you know, she found it in the in the driveway. She's you, you don't do that in the driveway. That but it feels good. Hmm. Of course it feels good. It feels great. That's a private act. You do that in your room. Hmm. You know, okay. you're going to have your first sleepover. You don't touch your I know you like to touch your vulva before you go to bed at night. You really can't do that at your friend's house. I know it's a private act. I can do it in my room. We're in the kitchen and she's looking at the cat and she's like, "Bootsy, it's really dark down there. She has a dark vulva." And it go, "Well, do cats have vulvas? I go, I don't know. She goes, we need to go to docatshavevulvas.com. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was just always. And then at about 9 or 10, they stopped talking to you because then they get embarrassed, you know. And like sure. she, she was three. Like I remember she said like the sperm. She goes, I know how babies are made. I'm like, really? She goes, yeah, the one sperm wins the race to the egg. <laughs> and totally dad true. has one sperm because there's me. <laughs> and Hannah and Rachel's dad had two sperms. Because there's Hannah and Rachel. I'm like, really? So we're talking at dinner, and I said, tell Dad. And so, and she goes, and you have one sperm. And, and he looks at her, and he goes, I have billions. And then she says, well, how does that sperm get to the egg? And we just look at each other, and we freeze. And my husband looks at her and says, magic. I go, I freaking tell her magic. She's going to think a wand is – well, a, a wand kind of is involved, but, you know, like beepity-boppity-boo. And I looked at her, and I said, you know what? They say if you ask, people say you should answer, but Mom's not ready to answer. And guess what? She she was three. It, we were done. Sure. She didn't ask again. And then she asked again at six, and I didn't answer again. And then when she asked at eight, I said, well, shit, we're going to have to answer it. And when I told her, she's like, oh, that is so freaking disgusting. <laughs> and I said, I'm so sorry. We only did it once, you know, because we, <laughs> we wanted a kid. But Well, I would imagine, though, that, that most people don't uh, don't grow up in or cultivate the type of home that you do. No, they don't. Um, so, I mean – 
Like in my house, it was basically sort of like if sex came up or even curse words or anything, it wasn't – I didn't live in a closed off home, but it was like, oh, never mind. Yeah. So what about – I guess what would you say to parents who their kids hit 16 and they're like, oh, shit, we got to do this you yeah. know, or 14 or 12 yeah. or whatever it is. Do it. Uh, it doesn't make a difference. You're gonna get you're gonna get it wrong. Who gives a shit? Right. Because really, it's not about getting the information. All that information. It really is about having a space where we can talk about sex. Because, and really, like, what's your commitment? What is your commitment? If your commitment is for your kid to have an incredible sex life, which I would hope that everyone really took on, like that I has been my commitment. That most people would would assume that perspective about their kids, though. I mean, that is that is. Very enlightened and wonderful, but I mean... Because we're born sexual. We're born sexual. It doesn't happen at 12 and 13. That's when we're fertile. So if you take that we're born sexual, really, that we're born sexual, and if I give you the information and we take the shame away from sex, you're more likely to practice safer sex because sex has been honored and you'll honor yourself. Okay. Well, I mean, that is, like I said, that's a wonderful, wonderful outlook, but I really don't... I think... It must be just an uphill battle convincing parents that that's where they should – the place they should be coming from. Well, I got to tell you the exciting thing is is that when I'm talking to college students, guess what? That's future breeders and they get it. <laughs> like that's future breeders and that's altering. That's going to alter the conversation. Totally. And when I talk to seniors because I teach water aerobics, I mean they're all about like, yeah, you know, sex is de- – like because they've come to the other end and go, I was a stupid shit. Right. Like that was absolutely crazy, you know, and then just, just encourage them because – People get it somewhere along the line, and if they don't, then something traumatic happened to them, really. Because that's I think that people, and you know, I think people hide out in religion that don't want to deal with their sexuality. You know? Oh, definitely. Lots of people use their religion to hide their discomfort. That's not they're like blaming. Well, I'm I'm Catholic. I'm Catholic. It's like okay, but beyond that. Right. Come on now. Right. And then you know, the other thing is one in three women have been sexually molested. Right. One in five guys, and I really think that it's more than one in five guys have been sexually molested. Sometimes they can't even identify it as that. That's going to scare the shit out of them. But when you start saying one in three women have been sexually molested, one in five men have been sexually molested, do you really want to go ahead and have your kid, you know, that you reduce the chances of your child being sexually molested? If, if they, they know what's yeah, going on. because the sure. first thing a sexual predator looks for, does a kid know the name of their genitals? That's the first thing that they look for. Because that, that, yeah, because that means no one's ever spoken to them. So they're never going to speak up. And that's a place for someone to go ahead and do shit. Like I just keep saying, sex lives in the dark in our country, and that's where nasty shit grows. And if you want to sanitize something, you bring it into the light. That's true. So if yeah. you really want to protect, like knowledge is not only power, but it's protection. And once you start speaking in that context to parents, because I will freaking do anything to protect my kid. Yeah, I think most parents would feel the same way. Yeah. And when you put in that that way it's like oh well i'm and, on board i'm on and, board and now. then you get the internet you know like i've had parents say to me you know twin boys they were at someone's house and the kids shows them porn and these are little seven-year-old boys and she's crying because she wanted to be the one to go ahead and tell her kid about sex and they were tr- crying because they were freaked out and traumatized right. so like you know you get you know you're like a seven-year-old kid oh those are boobies i want to squish him oh my god what is he doing to those boobies and <laughs> what is that thing yeah. you know like it's scary to a kid Sure. So really, do you think that keeping your kid ignorant in this world where they have access to all this information is helpful? Sure. Really, we're living in a different world. I mean, people do think that, though. They do think that it's – I mean, I'm not – I'm just playing devil's advocate. And I do wonder – you did say I something a little bit earlier um, just because, like, it's the world that I grew up in, you know? Yeah. And I, I know that it's a daunting task to talk to people about this. And the one thing that, that stuck out for me you just said was that – uh, if people are still closed off later in life, then something traumatic happened May to them? Have. May have. May okay. have. Um, I, do, I do wonder if it's just more of a general, like, just how oppressive uh, the media and the society we're in is. It might, uh, it, it might be, but I don't care. You shouldn't. No. Uh, yeah. Right. Like, I, I really don't care. I'm, I'm not, yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not stopping. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm not yeah. stopping. And so... It's she's, some, a, she's a powerhouse guy. Like, she like, is not like, stopping. Like someone will, you know, it's, they're not ready to hear the message. They may never be ready to hear the message. But that's not going to stop me from someone else hearing the message. Sure. I mean, what kids come up and say to me after every show. I, just recently, I had a girl come up to me. I had been at the school in the, in the winter. I did a, rela- uh, I do a thing on sexual assault prevention, right? Okay. And I do something about healthy relationships. And she came up to me and she said um, – my youth minister, I had been um, – well, I thought we were in love. 
And now after Holy talking shit. to you, I really see that I had been sexually molested and she's crying. And I said, I'm going to ask you to go to the counseling center. And I go, if you could do anything, what would you do? And she said, I would turn him in, but I don't want to. I said, you don't have to, but I want you to heal because you're not going to have your life and you're not going to have your boundaries until you get through this. I said, and if you decide and choose to do that later on, you can. So now I go back in the spring. I mean, the, in the fall. So I'm going down. I'm walking down, okay. walking on stage. She comes up and she goes, do you remember me? I go, yeah, I do. I think about you often. She goes, I want you to know that I went to counseling. I told my mother. We pressed charges. He's in jail, and he can never do it to anybody else. Because what yeah. she got clear about That's was great. that he had Happy ending, like, like yeah. talked, her to, talked her through that. And she goes, my life is forever changed, and I feel so powerful, and I'm not the same girl. And I want to thank you for that. And I said, thank you, because that gets me. I'm going to cry. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like I'm going to cry. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So that's, yeah, yeah I did. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course you did. Yeah. yeah. Oh. yeah. Dude. Yeah. And that was like a four-hour car drive because we were trapped in hell, and my kid was with me. And then she, I locked her in a room, and she was drinking warm water and Kool-Aid. And when I opened up the door, she's bouncing off the walls. And I actually called her up, and I said, do you remember that show where we were stuck in hell, and we didn't go to dinner, and we didn't get to go to a museum? And I told her the story about that girl. And she goes, wow, then it was totally worth it yeah. for us to do what we did. I said, yeah, it was totally worth it for us to do what we did. Sounds like you're going to have a super cool kid. I mean, that you do, but there will be a super cool, cool adult. Yeah, and we'll a see. super cool nerd. Yeah. Yeah, like she is. Get her into Doctor Who. Oh, she already is. Are you oh. kidding me? <laughs> I've never seen Doctor Who. I, I, yeah, I've never oh, seen it. Oh, no. Really? Never, everyone's always talking about it. I oh, gotta watch it. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Do you I'm like so- the new, do you like Matt Smith? I do, but my heart burns bright for David Tennant. Yeah, you know? me too. And my loins a little bit. Yeah, my, yeah. <laughs> Have you guys seen the BBC show The Thick of It? Uh, it's great. No. <laughs> it's great. Really? Okay. <laughs> just wanted to chime in that I watch stuff also. Uh, I, uh, we, we've definitely stolen you during uh, prime lunchtime uh, chattiness, uh, so I don't want to keep you too long, but um, I wanted to ask you just, do you feel comfortable just kind of sharing your, your rules? Like, do you have like... Oh, uh, totally. Just totally. lay it yeah. out there for yeah. people. Yeah. So I'll do the three main rules. Okay. Okay, so the three, three main rules, and this is interesting because I do sometimes this show for uh, for adults and so for college kids it's about saying no and setting a boundary and when you get to be an adult like when you get not like get to be an adult but like life takes over it's about how to say yes mm-hmm. and really like making a commitment to sex because all that other shit gets in the way mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so the first rule to having great sex is the first rule is the most important rule know yourself sex starts with you it doesn't start with anybody else and it starts in your mind so really, like, your mind is the biggest erogenous zone. Who are you? What do you want sexually? What don't you want sexually? Why do you like something? Why don't you like something? Spending a lot of time in fantasy. Mm-hmm. And why don't you like something? Why do you think something's okay to do? Why do you think something isn't okay to do? And I'm doing it, like, you can do anything you want with another consenting adult. Mm-hmm. If it does not involve an animal or a child Go for it. Like you want to dress up like the post person and make a special delivery. <laughs> you want to wear a little costume. You want to get tied up. Whatever it is, yeah. go for it. Anal sex. And I spent a lot of time about anal sex because we go, well, that's something that gay people do. Really? No. You know, I've gay male friends, never had anal sex, never cared to. All Totes. men, yeah, have prostate glands. It's like a freaking magic button. <laughs> Find it. Ding, ding, ding. You will get a prize. You know, women orgasm that way. Um, Masturbation is another way to know yourself. I spent a lot of time mas- about, uh, talking about masturbating, different ways to masturbate. Talk about Kegels. I was so excited about the Eevee. I got one. Yes! Yeah, the Aneros Eevee. Oh, my yeah. God. I cannot wait. So anyway, so I spent a lot of time about masturbation, getting to know yourself. Because you can't ask someone to give you an orgasm unless you can give yourself an orgasm. All sex starts with you. And to share that with someone. So the second rule, never use alcohol or drugs. Because communication is key to having great sex. Drunks can't communicate. They can't hear. And sex is a physical act. It involves your nervous system. The first thing that's that alcohol affects is your nervous system. Mm-hmm. So that means arousal yes. and reaction yeah, and pleasure. It, yeah. yeah, so you might be doing some crazy-ass shit, but you're not feeling how great it is. Mm-hmm. So no alcohol or drugs when you're having sex. Like a drink, okay, but don't be shit-faced. Mm-hmm. And then the other rule is communication, communication. You've got to be able to communicate. And I really strongly suggest one of the first things that people do when they get together is masturbate for each other. Like, I'm going to... Well, that's bold. It is. And it's like that. It's like ultimate intimacy. Like, this is how I like to be touched. This is what turns me on. Here's my clit. 
and I'm going to show you how I want you to touch it. And then, would you like to touch it? <laughs> and then, how do you like to have your penis stimulated, or how do you like to do you like your how, how do you like to be touched? And I'm I'm going to help. Because four hands are more interesting than two. Like that Dr. Seuss, all the places we can go and the things that we can do. And really. Man, you really do have kids. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Isn't that kind of yeah. scary? I the book we... C-Spot Run? Anyway, I fucked to that. <laughs> That's great. That's how you came here. Now, um, um, and so – Yes, the whole thing about communication. Sorry about communication, but really being clear before you before you even have sex, like really clear about what what is it that you're willing to do and not willing to do. So we're going to get together tonight and we're going to have sex. There's like no doubt we're going to have sex and we're going to set the bed for sex. We're going to put the condoms on the bed. We're going to have the lubes on the bed. We're going to have plastic wrap on the bed because there's some really wild shit you can do with plastic wrap. (laughs) Um, you know, and, um, and, uh, you know, I want to masturbate for you. I want to have oral sex. Will you have, you know, I want to go down on you. Will you go down on me? I'm not ready to have intercourse. Are you cool with that? And yes, no. Are you? All right. I'm willing to have intercourse, but I don't want you anywhere near my ass. Or I would like you to go ahead and lick my ass. Whatever it is that you want. And this is what I'd like to do to you. And it all gets negotiated before you do anything. And then you communicate during sex. Because, again, one in three people, have, women have been sexually molested. You go to do something to me. It was a good idea. And all of a sudden, we're there, and I'm activated. And I'm not with you. I'm five. I, I'm five. Like, so I was molested when I was five or something oh. happened. I'm five years old, and you're, I'm not with you right here, right now. Or you, I didn't realize you were going to have that much hair on your ass. Or whatever it is, you know, you can say no at any time. Like, no, we're done. We're done. And then you stop. And then you can renegotiate then or you get dressed. And the way that you get really great at sex is that when you're done having sex, you put your clothes on, you go somewhere where you haven't had sex. And if you've had every, you know, like sex in every room in the house, you go to a coffee shop and you go, you know what I really liked? I liked it when you, and I want more of that, but I don't want, I'd like less of this. And I didn't like that. And I'm responsible for how I hear it. I don't hear it like I suck. I hear it like you didn't like that. And what is it that you liked and what is it that you didn't like? And let's go back and practice again. And keeping the lines of communication open all the time. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to practice that, the whole negotiation before sex thing and and the, the... It's scary as hell to do that. And people often will look at me when I talk about communication and be like, Okay, but who actually does that? And the truth is, is you have to start doing it, and it's really awkward at first, but it starts getting easier. And that's the fun thing is once you get through those first, like, wow, this is so I'm the biggest dork ever, and I said that weird. Like, it actually isn't so bad. I mean, I'm still, like, extra awkward. I'm not as awesome as you at that. Are, are you good at this? Like, do you do this? Like, is this, like, something you're really good at? Like, have you practiced, like, the, all right, friend, Tonight we will be having sex, and this is what I want. Like, have you yes. owned that? And have oh. awkward. <laughs> <laughs> and and okay, how have people friends, responded? <laughs> this is what we will be doing. Right, exactly. <laughs> Here's the menu. <laughs> you can choose one of the three above options. My lord, no, I, I wish I were I were not that uncomfortable. Uh, really, I'm working on this. Well, you know I'm what? I would always say it. one of the first things to say is I'm really uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm really uncomfortable. I'm afraid. I'm nervous. I'm goofy. Because well, once you say it, it no longer owns you. It's in the space. And listen to how the other person responds. Because if they say to you, don't be afraid, fucking run. <laughs> <laughs> don't be afraid. Yeah, Especially don't like be that. afraid. Well, it's, I think yeah. it's, it's difficult sometimes, especially I think especially when I hook up with younger girls. Uh, and I'm talking, they're all, they're in their 20s. I'm not like an I'm not a monster. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, uh, or just people who, I, I don't know, like some, some girls I've hooked up with, I've tried to open that dialogue and just be like, I feel uncomfortable with what I'm about to say, or I feel a little awkward. It's, it's common in, in some people to just take it on themselves. I liked what you said when you said, uh, it's on me. It's my responsibility how I hear something. But, I mean, if you're with someone and, and you're both excited to have sex and you want to talk and then that, that can make it weird. I mean, how would you say to deal with that? Um, well, you know what? I guess I just approach it. So I'm, like, recently separated. And so oh, I'm, I'm out. Well, no, please, really. It was really good. Oh, hands. Uh, Congratulations. Yeah, Thank you. High five. Thank you. Um, <laughs> oh, hands. No, but, like, so like back out there in that whole world of dating and negotiating sex and stuff like that. 
I'm I'm older, you know. What I mean, I have experience. I talk about this kind of for a living. It's been it's practice. It's just sure. practice. So you know, we're going to get together tonight, and you know, I, I, we're going to have sex, or or it, as point. the date goes together. Gonna... You know what I mean? It's like you know. So what? It, it, we start to kiss and go. You know, we're kissing. This is really hot. I'm wet. I think you're hard. If we're going to have sex, because I'd like to, I want to go ahead and talk about what we're going to do. Sure. Well, we really don't need to do that. Well, yeah, you may not need to, but I need to. And I'm committed to having really great sex, and I just know the communication is important. And I've had people go, well, you don't need to talk about it and stuff like that. I go, well, no, maybe we don't need to talk about it, but I want to. I I want to. Yeah. And it can be hot, so we can do this so it's not clinical. But, like, really, what are the places that I can touch you and I can't touch you? Smile and eye gaze at the same time. Yeah, exactly. And lick your lips. Yeah, lick yeah. your lips. Yeah. And then sip your drink and play with the straw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. Just start well, can... saying lines from Pretty Woman, yeah. <laughs> which is how I get women hot. <laughs> All right. Tell me a line that you, you would know. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's about a prostitute. So. Yeah, or something. Yeah. Uh, Shawshank Redemption, whichever. Exactly. Yeah, that movie and Aaron Brockovich. Oh, okay. I, they're um, similar in some way. They, um, they're called boobies, Ed. <laughs> That's my favorite line. So, uh, I mean, I want you to speak at every college and every everything around the country. So tell people where they can book you or share your information because really you should see this woman entertain a crowd. It's, it's remarkable. It's a lot of fun. Thank you. She Thank you. mohawk. I do. Which is awesome. It looks like it's on fire. <laughs> yeah. Right. I know. Um, you can go to my website, which is uh, sexrules.org. Don't go to sexrules.com. That's a porn site unless you want porn. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. definitely a porn site. Um, so <laughs> sexrules.org and there's um, – <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Dave has a subscription. Um, and there's information there. There's a 15-minute video clip. There's sex point 2.0, which is like how to masturbate with condoms. And um, there's a DVD for sale. And then um, – and if they're interested, you can also go to my not-for-profit website, which is ifcshe.org. Um, I is in igloo, F is in Frank, C is in cat, S is in Sam, H is in Harry, E as in electronic. I was trying to think of nerdy words to use. <laughs> I should have said F is in fistula. No. Is in Ella Fitzgerald. Dot <laughs> <laughs> org. Go to dot org and post something anonymously, like what you wish you had told your parents had told you about sex. Awesome. Yeah, I want that to go viral. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. Oh, you on Twitter? I am on Twitter at Maria Falzoni. Maria Falzoni. That's, yeah. that's M as in <laughs> <laughs> miraculous. Oh, Falzoni. Okay, yeah, that's Falzoni. All. okay. Maria it's like Falzoni. Falzoni, like Calzone, but yeah, with yeah, yeah, like yeah, it's like Calzone, Calzoni, which is so funny. People go like, is that is that like Calzone? No, that would be a Calzoni. Yeah. <laughs> so Maria Falzoni, yeah. at is, Maria Falzoni. Is the last letter an E or an I? E. E, e. e as in electronic. <laughs> Engelbert Humperdinck. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for oh spending time God. with us. Thank you, Sandra. Thank you, Dave. Have a good oh, night. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Great it was to a lot meet of fun. You too. Thank you. Go, Team Fun. Now leaving Nerdist.com.